Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? You know, I'm actually really tired. I'm, we were just yeah, talking about that. Yeah, we both that. are. I'm like trying to be high energy, but I'm really tired. Yeah, I've, I haven't been social, but I'm still just... I mean, I think it's because the weather here is just so disgusting. I mean, all I do is spin and watch movies. I made jam this weekend. That was the big weekend activity. Yeah. How did it turn out? <laughs> it's pretty good. I wish I had set a little bit more, but I think that's a preference thing. It's, uh, But it's, it's, it's really tasty. So that's the main mm. thing. Um, yeah, nice. But yeah, so we, we basically had the same weekend. Uh, yeah, know, basically. We're on this very cool, very social, lots going on. <laughs> yeah seriously um I know it, it is just it's so funny because like we we spent so many weeks just being like I don't think it's safe to see other people let's just hang out at home just the two of us and I was so excited to have like these little game nights and then yeah I'm just I'm just beat and then on top of that we've been cycling so much that we have been I'm cycling. also I think my, my body's tired. tired yeah yeah that uh, was me. I'm still trying to like figure out all of the the life hacks with the Peloton. And I, I made the mistake of taking a low impact ride. Um, and I think it was like eight and a half percent difficulty, which I didn't realize until after the fact. But I was like, oh, low impact. This should be like pretty easy going. Uh, and apparently that's that's not what it means. And there's specific <laughs> recovery rides. So now I'm kind of have some of those bookmarks so I can keep an eye out for those. But uh yeah, I mean, we're just, we're getting hot over here. We are. Oh, my God, it's so hot. Like, 2021, <laughs> out with people. Um, yeah, all, all I've I'm been eating crap. Eat- <laughs> well, I was going to say eating jam, but then spinning. <laughs> so, like, that's yeah. a balance. <laughs> well, like, we made that lasagna last week, and so that's what we had for dinner every single day was lasagna and bread and Caesar salad. That was my dinner every day last week. Uh, so... That wasn't super great for me. And this week we're doing more of a fridge clean out and, yeah. and pantry clean out. So uh, at least we have like a lot of chicken and vegetables we can grill up that will probably yeah. make me feel more like a human. Yeah, I've been um, really lazy with eating and I've just been I get like frozen chicken fingers and I will put them in the oven and then I have like pre-made salads. Like I'll get those bag salads and that's like two big salads. So that'll be like lunch and dinner and I'll just put some chicken on there (laughs) and I should do grilled chicken, but I'm like, Ooh, if I'm spinning, I should, I can have, I can have my, you know, Tyson chicken tenders. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) at that rate, at least you're having a salad, so it's fine. You could be having like a side of frozen french fries oh, but that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i fully got fast food enchiladas on my way home from uh seeing my aunt and uncle so you know <laughs> i love enchiladas. we're all making great decisions here <laughs> listen we're all doing our best we're simply doing our best <laughs> well and like when we had some of micah's friends over on friday uh, it was just a couple, but I was like, oh, I should like have snacks. So I got like chips and salsa and I made guac and I had queso as well. So it's like all, I had all of that stuff just like in the house ready for me to snack on. And of course, I'm going to indulge. And yeah, I'm yeah. definitely uh, not feeling my best. I would say I woke up today with a pimple, which is kind of unfortunate. I also have a um, pimple. <laughs> 
on your cheek oh my chin cheek we're in hell (laughs) i know i'm like just really uh i'm really thinking that this week it's gonna be a little bit better so i can uh I mean, the goal is to get hot. It's not to, like, be hot this second, you know? Yeah. So I'm just going to be a bum on this Sunday, but then I'll probably be hot by, I don't know, how long does it take? Wednesday? Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure at least by next time when we're recording, it's going to be, like, we're both going to be smoke shows. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be, like, it might be uncomfortable to look at each other. Like, you were talking about how you need to increase your lighting. Like, that might be a little too much for me, you know? Like, I can't (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to blind you with my beauty. (laughs) I can't be so distracted that I can't talk about whatever. Uh, Bridgerton. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things to talk about, I feel like we have to talk about what's going on with Army Hammer. I mean, it's... I. We do have to talk about what's going on with Army Hammer because multiple people have texted me and been like, what is going on with Army Hammer? And I do really no one's reached out to me. I can't keep track of it. Like, so uh, let's let's get into it. (laughs) I was drunkenly (laughs) explaining this to Micah's friends on Friday and like, I don't know how it came up or why it came up or if they even cared. But I was just like, okay, listen. I don't do you, have you seen do you know who Army Hammer is? No. <laughs> have you seen the social network? The guy who plays the Winklevoss twins. He is that real like New England white privileged look and attitude. They're like, "Yeah, got it." And I was like, "Okay. Apparently, he's into some real kinky sex, which I'm not going to kink shame." Uh well, I mean, we but- knew before that he was like into into bondage ages ago he had liked publicly on twitter like bondage tweets or whatever but i didn't know it was (laughs) i mean if you look on his profile i don't know if you can still see it but um for a while if you look on his profile you can see what hashtags people follow and he had a lot of or he was following like kinky or like it's like bdsm kind of hashtags yeah. So, oh yeah, he follows hashtag. Uh, well, I think maybe he's cleaned it up a little bit. Potentially, because he's trying to keep his kids in a divorce. He is still following knife skills. Knife skills. So well, that see, that's like the most concerning one. <laughs> like, I was kind of I I knew about the bondage and everything, but then as this has come out, there've been like examples of people saying like they're basically it started with dms and people were leaking his dms where he was like saying like i mean i guess he thought he was being sexy or i don't know but being like i want to like eat you and then like talking about yeah playing out he's like i think you're so sex yeah well so a bunch of girls have come forward and Oh, so one of the things that he follows is um, Shibari, S-H-I-B-A-R-I, and that is a uh, Japanese style of bondage or BDSM. Okay. And just like tying up. Yeah. Uh, But that's an active hashtag that he is still following on his public 
Instagram. But yeah, these DMs were coming out. I mean, well, so they announced that they were splitting up over the summer and we were all shocked. And their Mm -hmm. posts, they did the classic, like we are going to post the same photo with the same caption. It's like we're, we're best friends and we're soulmates, but we're deciding to go separate ways. And then... Then there are reports that like he cheated on her with Lily James and that was a whole thing. And then he quickly got into relationships um, with other people seemingly really fast. And people are like, oh, he's like really dating. Like what's going on with his divorce? Um, And then people started leaking these DMs. And like we had seen them before because I remember the ones where he was calling girls kitten Kitten. and we were like what the fuck is this going and but we i think someone was like it's fake or we assumed it had to be fake it was never yeah it was never really picked up by anything so we moved past it But also like at the beginning it was just like weird shit you know where you're like oh that's weird but like yeah you're like oh i guess he's been married for a while and he like doesn't know how to flirt or something (laughs) i don't know uh but yeah, now more DMs are coming out and there's this one Instagram called, I think it's like the House of Effie, who's yeah. been posting a lot of information, including her interaction with him. And apparently he's into something called CNC, which is consensual, non-consensual, where it's like you pretend to be one person pretends to be like the rape victim Mm -hmm. the other person then gets to dominate but you have a safe word and that kind of toes the line of i'm acting Mm -hmm. as as if i'm being raped or you say your safe word everything should be punky dory no one is uh sexually assaulted um but apparently this this person on instagram is saying that in their interactions he completely ignores the safe word so then he is raping them Mm -hmm. and then he like if you try to say anything he basically like gaslights you and uses his privilege to get away with it and like more and more of these accounts are coming out of people saying they've experienced this so that's one thing and then on top of it it's just like his behavior seems so erratic he yeah. apparently has a finsta, which I had to explain to Micah what a finsta was. You had I to said explain to the Micah what finsta. a finsta was. <laughs> <laughs> I said the word finsta, and he was like, "What?" And Come I was on, like, Micah, get finsta. it together. <laughs> yeah, you could have you could have gotten there yourself. Um, but he apparently has this finsta, which is like El Destructivo. Which seems (laughs) a little too close to home for a guy who is clearly spiraling. Um, And on there, he's like posting videos of him driving around, drinking beer, of him like taking the drug test. Apparently, he's required to take in order to complaining about the drug tests. (laughs) Complaining, but then also being like, oh, the drug tests don't capture all drugs. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. (laughs) DMT, I think, is what he said. I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm just like, I've obviously never been involved in child custody, but I feel like there has to be a reason for him needing to take drug tests. It's not just like, oh, we're not together anymore. In order for you to see my kid or kids, you have to take a drug test. It's like there has to be there had to have been an issue, right? 
I mean, yeah. why why I would mean, they put that rule unless they're just trying to make it really hard for him to to see his kids? And it's just no. Like, I feel oh, like okay, that well. sparked that was that came from somewhere. I mean, even at the which very we're least, totally to glossing over. Yeah, <laughs> which we're totally glossing over too. But he's like, he got to the Cayman Islands. I remember when he got there, he posted a video of himself like drinking whiskey or something out on a patio. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And then like on Christmas, when he was finally free of his quarantine, he posted a photo with his family and it looked nice. But then apparently on his Finsta, he posted a video and his, did you listen to it? His voice sounds so erratic in it. It the sounds one in like the hotel manic. The hotel where he's like yeah. looking for his hotel and he's like, oh, I found it. Okay, yeah. Uh, it has a sink. It has a bathroom, a shower, a little closet over here. And he's like panning through the room. And then you just see a girl in lingerie on all fours. Mm-hmm. And I guess he like the recent thing I saw was that he referred to her as Miss Cayman, yeah, which that. then has become a whole thing where he was like, it was not actually Miss Cayman Islands. I apologize. Uh, it's just someone from the someone, Cayman Islands that I call Miss Cayman. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, someone God. like leaked a video, and it's just like, hey, I get it. You want to have a fun time, but also I'm like, I thought you were there to like go see. I mean, I guess maybe he was still in quarantine, yeah. so it's not like he was like trying to spend time with his children. But it's like, why would you post that? I don't understand any like, of it. What's I going mean, on? We haven't even gotten the the he's a cannibal thing, but yeah, like- <laughs> one of the DMs it was like, "You're so fucking sexy, I could eat." I forget the, even the wording, but it was like he wanted to eat her, and yeah, <laughs> I just watched Silence of the Lambs, so I'm like too close to home, too close to home. Oh uh, God. And, and then people are pulling, like, interviews and how he, like, talks about how he and his wife, like, used to have a really kinky sex life. And I saw something that, like, apparently they used to be, like, swingers before they had kids. Uh, but that he, like, and I, I saw something that was a pretty good point. But apparently he said in an article that, like, they used to have, like, a really kinky sex life. But, like now like that she's the mother of his children like he he respects her too much yeah he respects her too much and then it's just kind of like that's like a huge fucking crucial problem that we're not really looking into is that like in his behavior with all of these other people there is absolutely no respect and he doesn't think that they deserve it right Uh, it's pretty fucked it's wild i i think he has no chance of getting his kids um <laughs> yeah I mean. he's been dropped from a j-lo movie so now they're i guess like looking to replace him i mean he needs to get admitted into rehab fast at the very least for his and everyone's sanity but also you know so he could ever have a career again yeah and i mean i like i want to empower the women who are coming forward and press fucking charges Seriously, I mean, that's but insane. It's wild. And then in our group chat, we were like, oh, my gosh, what do you think? Do you think Timmy's reached out? And we were talking <laughs> about how, like, there's absolutely – or, like, I bet Timothy Chalamet has thought about it, and his management team is probably like, don't talk to him. Don't reach out to him. Don't say anything. Like, they, Yeah, Timmy's I too bet on he pedestal no right now to get dragged down on anything. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I feel like every day we get information that's weirder and weirder. Yeah, that's pretty the leaks it. from that his feels Instagram like the account. Pandemic too, in every way. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite thing is that on the first of the first of the year, January first, he tweeted and was like, "2020 sucked, but like 2021, I'm gonna be the boss of. It's gonna kneel before me." And I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh boy, how oh wrong you were." Yeah, it's and then I'm like, is this just me. like some elaborate? It all just seems like so perfect. Yeah, he's like making tweets about how like this is gonna be my year. They're gonna kneel, and I'm gonna be their boss. And then all of these tweets come out. Or, I mean, everything yeah. comes out, and it's just. Like, I think that's just like it's too on the into nose. Every aspect of his life, <laughs> but also he could just be high. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He does not seem sane to me. He's he's that that one video was. I won't pretend to have ever known him, but he seems like he's going through it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just I I noticed that his ex-wife is a lot more quiet on Instagram in the last couple days. So, yeah, I think she's like, that's not (laughs) do whatever you need to do. And it's just so funny that like he like has that Instagram and has had like, I mean, this has been such a public (laughs) freak out and like having followed his wife for a long time like everything on her instagram is so curated so perfect like you know and i'm like was uh-huh. she would never have let this go down <laughs> like, yeah uh god but you know they're it, divorcing so it's probably it's wild <laughs> and yeah it's like we're totally glossing over the fact that people have come out and saying that like their events with him happened years ago so it's like all the while he was cheating on her like uh-huh. i've seen people being like she had to have known like what was going like what's happening like that's probably why they broke up right yeah like it probably isn't that he just like slept with lily james while they were filming rebecca allegedly uh, you know but also i heard that like they, they were having they had like a threesome or whatever i don't know it's like all just it's it's a lot to keep track of yeah, who and it just like it's so it just reminds me so much of just a privileged white boy who feels like he's untouchable. Yeah. And he's just going to be like, "Uh, eh, people will look the other way. It'll be fine. No big deal." Like it just reads so Kevin Spacey to me where it's like, "I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not going to try to make amends in any way. I'm just going to keep living my life and then every year just release a really weird video." Yeah. And <laughs> so, and, oh and what better company would Army Hammer want to be in than with Kevin Spacey? I mean, <laughs> God, I don't know what else to say. It's just been a barrage. Yeah, I mean, somewhere Ilaria Baldwin and <laughs> Olivia Wilde are just like thanking the heavens above because. Now all the media attention, at least for pop culture, is off of them. Eladria Baldwin was only ever going to last a day and a half. No one cares about her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, no one cares, but also it's like a it's a fraud. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked. It's but so it's funny. Like, it's kind of a funny one, it, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's so delusional. Uh, yeah, and then the whole, like, Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles situation. Yeah. Well, I, I did know. say that um, 
production started on Ted Lasso season two, so we're doing okay. Oh, so booked and busy. Jason, Jason. can throw his heart into his world, into his work, I mean. <laughs> oh, well, good. I'm happy to hear it. I still need to watch that. Yeah, I mean, I've said it a million times. I, I, you, you'll come to it when, the, when you need it, you know? Yeah. There's Do you want to give an update? Right Do you want to give an oh. update on Friday Night Lights? Yes, I finished season one. Yeah, in like a matter of days. I, I think it was literally three days, three and a half days. Uh, it took no time at all. Um, I just chugged right through. Uh, ha- had a great time. Um, I know everyone's been wondering. Uh, it is Coach first, then Riggins. And then I see the appeal of Landry. I just think not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you see the appeal of Landry. I, I just I knew you were going to be a Riggins bitch. Um, yeah, I mean... Sorry. <laughs> everything I mean, about I mean, everything about cute. every decision I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, I said. I said you like a himbo. I like a himbo. I like a long hair. I he's he's a problem. I can fix him. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Landry uh, is getting some sass from Matt fixed. Saracen in that clip that <laughs> you sent me. Matt's like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't have worn that stupid sweater. <laughs> and Landry defends Don't blame fashion. the couture. <laughs> Which is like uh, so funny said- to think of like a high school boy wearing couture in like Texas wearing couture. I think it was a um, so- members only jacket. <laughs> oh, the jacket. Uh, oh, Yeah. I love but Landry I just- so much. Yeah, when Landry says don't blame the couture, I'm like, oh, I see. I see exactly what Toya gets into here. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember that. Well, I just like ever since I watched Friday Night Lights, I have such a love for Jesse Plemons. And mm-hmm. I remember watching Vice with you. And yep. he nar- he's like the narrator of the movie, basically. Yep. And then they only show him for like one scene and he gets hit by a car. And I was just like, I watched this whole fucking movie. <laughs> For the love of my life, and Jesse that was Clemens. the only or problem Clemens, I, we had with Vice. <laughs> was the only problem I had with that entire motion picture. Um, yeah, so that was a big problem I had with it. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. It's like hiding. Yeah, it's like like I would say like Jesse. Mm, I I have more of a crush on Bradley Whitford. But it's mm-hmm. a similar thing with Jesse Plemons and Bradley Whitford, where I just adore some of their characters that they played so much that I just like am low key in love. Yeah, like the dad from Get Out. You're just like, oh wow, I love him. <laughs> Jesse, yeah, Jesse's exactly. had a big couple years. Fargo. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking of um, what's it called? Well, that's I'm what I meant. Of ending Kirsten things. Dunn's. Yeah. Yeah. He and, he's um, pretty booked he and Irishman? busy. He, yeah, he helped yeah. Push. He pops up in movies all the time. Yeah, I'm happy. He's for quite him. booked and busy. Uh, speaking of movies, should we get into? Well, the I, mo- I did the movie wanna... we were. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I wanted to say I've watched like a ton of movies, like getting ready for the Oscars <laughs> this weekend. Oh yeah, and um, the one that we're talking about is. I mean, Mike, my, my favorite by far. I texted you earlier today. News of the world is so boring. 
Yeah, I mean, I like literally could not be. You texted me about it, and I was just like, I don't care. Like, there's nothing about that movie that like makes me want to watch it. I have zero interest, and it's annoying because I know Tom Hanks is probably going to get an acting nom because it's Tom Hanks. But like, I don't know. I don't think so. It's too. It's too competitive of a year. You think? Okay, yeah. good. Because then it saves me. It's just like there's literally nothing about that movie that made me be like, eh, I guess I could watch it. Like you offered to do all of the work for me mm-hmm. and get me that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, thanks. No. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, though. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I mean, I guess if I like have to watch it, I'll watch it. But otherwise. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine. I mean, I obviously we both keep up with Gold Derby, so like it it was on enough things like on the cusp that I felt like mm-hmm. I should just watch it and get it over with. But I, I did just so work. I mean, it wasn't like actively bad. It was probably a fine movie. I just like couldn't give two shits. Could not give yeah. two shits. But I I don't think I don't know Anthony Hopkins, Chadwick Boseman, Riz Ahmed. Delroy mm. Lindo, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yan. I don't think he'll get in there. Yeah, I that's don't true. Think he'll get in there. Um, well, here's the hoping, so I don't have to watch that movie. Do you want to give a yep. little rundown of what you've watched? Yeah. So I watched Hillbilly Elegy, which was just absolutely oh <laughs> garbage. Again, another um, another movie that I was like, before I even saw the bad reviews, all I needed to see was that still of. Amy Adams and Glenn Close and I was like there's literally nothing about this I want to watch yeah it's no one so bad hot. I started it over Thanksgiving and immediately was like I don't want to do this and I turned no. it off and kept being like I'll come back to this I'll come back to this I'll come back to this and I finally came back to it and finished it and it's I mean it's honestly just truly insufferable in so many ways um I watched no. The Father uh which was good um I think I mean it's not like I loved it. It's not like something I'll watch again, but I thought it was really good. And then I watched Over mm-hmm. the Moon, which is animated. I watched The Kid Detective. I watched Love mm. and Monsters, which won't be nominated for anything, but it was fun. How'd you like The Kid oh. Detective? I did, but I mean, I it's like I I can recognize, like, I don't think it was like an excellent movie, but I do think that I'm just in I'm just in the bag for <laughs> Adam Brody like he's like this jaded detective who's trying to figure out what's going on in, in this town and I'm like you'll get there Adam I'm here for you I think that that movie took like so long for them to make for the pr- like production time was very long or at least like maybe he had the he was the one who has the rights or bought the rights or like, Adam Brody really was all in on that project and yeah. apparently it uh it took some time for it to come to fruition and then it comes out in the middle of a pandemic yeah well he's really he's really but. good in it i think there's i i think it kind of i mean i'm on the i was on the fence when it started i think i liked the end but like if, at the beginning there's a like sometimes where it like kind of seems like it's almost like satire but it's not going full mm-hmm. full in on that so they're just like jokes that are like given very straightforwardly uh that you kind of had to get used to but i enjoyed it mm, okay well, that's good to know mm-hmm. i'm curious about it so i'll probably yeah. watch uh, sooner than i'll watch the other hillbilly elegy and yeah uh, no i mean at least this one was enjoyable <laughs> Oh, speaking of Adam Brody, 
he's the first he is male, the first male I had a real that we weekend, see which is like all i want in life it's really all oh my god the first time mike and i were watching promising young woman i turned to him and i was like I don't want to make you jealous, but I was DMing with Adam Brody a couple months ago about <laughs> politics. He was um, just like, while we okay. Were dating, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you to feel insecure, but oh, <laughs> I was DMing with Adam Brody. <laughs> I was also DMing with Adam Brody. That was a great weekend. I mean, it wasn't like the world was yeah. in turmoil, but Adam Brody was just like on Twitter, and I loved that. Yeah. He just, like, wanted to talk to people and figure out ways that he can, like, help the world. Yeah. And I was like, Adam Brody, while I have your ear, will you marry me? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just honestly so cute. So okay. Charming. So we're talking today about Promising Young Woman mm-hmm. starring Carrie Mulligan, uh-huh. Bo yeah. Burnham. Bo Burnham. Two excellent performances. Top build. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Connie Britton is in it. Uh, and then pretty much like every male that from TV from like 2003 to like 2013. So many TV males. Max Greenfield, <laughs> Chris Lowell. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. We were, we were like I saw I knew that they were both in it. And then Chris Lowell comes up and Micah watched Veronica Mars. And I was like, oh, he's from Veronica Mars. And he he couldn't really place him. And I was like, he's Piz, right? That was, I think, his character's name on. I was like, they worked at the radio station together. Um, Get together. (laughs) He was Wallace's roommate, you idiot. (laughs) Yeah, dummy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and then who else is in it? Allison Brie. I mean, I could easily just pull up the cast listing. But I'm just trying to... Laverne Cox, yes, she's fun in it. Uh, I mean, Alfred it's, Molina, a, it's a great, obviously. <laughs> oh yes, in a huge role, <laughs> the beloved. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was produ- one of the producers on it was Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. So uh, fun, but yeah, it's uh it was written, produced and directed by Emerald Fennel. Yep. And this is her directorial debut and she's known or at least for me, I think I best associated her with Killing Eve. Yeah. So that's why when we I mean, I think it was like a full year ago that we got the trailer for this. I uh, longer than that I guess because it was we were sun- supposed to see it, was it Sundance. At, we were yeah, it was playing at Sundance and we were supposed to see it at like I remember feeling like we're seeing it at South by and we're still behind the schedule. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's so it's just about the story of a woman played by Carrie Mulligan, whose best friend from growing up was the victim of rape. And mm-hmm. she is basically trying to get revenge. Yep. And uh, I just loved it. I loved everything about it. The soundtrack is so fun. For it was starters, absolutely, absolutely made for us. I mean, the soundtrack is—it's so fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, we—I bought the vinyl before I saw the movie because I had just seen the soundtrack, and I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, we're in on this. Yeah, I mean, I had been listening to the soundtrack for months now, and like this whole weekend, that's all I've been listening to. I we both have the vinyl coming. I feel mm-hmm. like it is so heavily stylized. Every scene is like belongs on that twitter for one perfect shot 
because every scene is just like so perfectly framed and there's like the like great pops of color and like there's just nothing boring. It's all so eye-catching. I mean, even like mundane things like them going to a pharmacy together. Yeah. And there's like a neon sign in the background that says pharmacy on it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like pharmacy. the difference is <laughs> it's not like Baz Luhrmann like obnoxiously stylized, mm-hmm. you know. But it is. It's just maybe because it's, it's like an indie movie. Yeah. And probably a lower budget than a you know, Great Gatsby, also starring <laughs> Carrie Mulligan. Um, but it's just, I love, I think it's so eye-catching. I think that it's funny. I just, I love it. I loved it too. I think, you know, it's so exciting, especially when you see some a movie like this, like you were talking about how this is, uh, eh, I almost just lost it, Emerald Fennel's directorial debut. And I just feel like, you know, it's, so specific and Mm -hmm. she knew exactly what she was trying to say and you know I I mean I by no means think it's like a perfect movie I think that there are you know some kind of messy parts of it but there's so much in it that's like literally oh yes a hundred percent us like I mean so good I I think Carrie Mulligan is like excellent in it I think I really like that so you mentioned you know her friend um, was sexually assaulted uh, in med school and like they never really tell you that like they just they like it's all out there um, what happened to her like through exposition but like we basically find out that you know she you know, passed away, died, and um, all of this was due to mm-hmm. that time at med school. And so that's just kind of like the audience knows because of, you know, the way that everyone's talking about things and she's reacting to things, but it's not like explicit. And I just think Carrie Mulligan's so good. I fell oh in God. love with Bo Burnham. I like it's you fell in love and then you're that clip of them dancing the stars are blind i like (laughs) i get so giddy watching it like i i can't even explain it and it's like it's so like adorable and it's so cute and like i want to have that moment and then Bo just like he i i I think he's really terrific in this movie and granted like i haven't really I haven't He's seen him so in good. a lot. I mean, I guess uh, <laughs> The Big Sick was probably the last thing I saw him in. Um, but he's not, like, really do any, doing anything mm-hmm. there. And then before that would be, like, Parks and Rec. But, again, very different. Uh, so in this, it was, like, so fun to see him as this romantic lead. And, like, they have such amazing chemistry. Like, I love them just, like, joking around with each other because it's, like, I really can't tell if they're Im- improvising or not. It just seems so natural and so fluid. No. And I, it's just like, it's so cute. And then in that one scene where he's, he starts like humming along to Stars Are Blind and then kind of singing. And she was like, are you singing Paris Hilton? And he was like, Paris yeah. Hilton. And then he just like goes for it and commits. And he like pops like bags of chips as if like they were fireworks. And he's like dancing <laughs> around with like cans of food. And he like is also like kind of like trying to like him. seductively dance. Like I feel like he was on set of Hustlers, and he like took some notes about how to like kind yeah. of like gyrate his body. <laughs> it just like it makes me so happy, and they it, they look so cute, and uh, you want everything to be okay. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, 
Okay, I know, I know. that she's going to have like a reckoning. <laughs> but so, I was really hoping. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I think we should say spoilers. spoilers. I think we should say spoilers from here because we're going to have to talk about spoilers. But I am going to say as a quick break between the spoiler part. Like, I love Bo Burnham. The first episode of the show, I think eighth we grade. did. Eighth uh, grade. Eighth grade. And I talked about how much I love Bo Burnham. I mean, as the comedian and everything. And it's like, that opinion has only ever paid out because he's yes. so fucking good. It's like, he's so natural. And uh, anyway, but like I was saying, spoilers. So we know the audience finds out, like, at some point, I can't remember who Cassie's talking to, but she's like, you know, her friend Nina was raped while all his friends were around there, like while all his friends were there and laughing. And the second she, I heard that, I'm she like, was talking oh, to Connie Britton. Friends. Like Bo Burnham was. She's talking to the dean. Connie Britton. That's what I thought. But um, yeah. And I was like, the second we found out friends were there, I'm like, okay, so Bo Burnham mm-hmm. had something to do with this. Like he he was, you know, complicit. And even with that knowledge, as a movie fan as someone who is so confident that that turn was coming well like, I, I it comes... like and i'm like do you know how how masterful that has to be <laughs> like i am my guard is completely down around you and i know that as an audience member this is going to happen you are not going to have this happy i was end. really <laughs> hoping that it would be that she thinks all men are pigs and they're terrible and they're disgusting and whatever and then like Bo Burnham somehow is the one who gives her some hope that's not the case which does come true until Madison comes back and she gives her the video and she puts it all together and oh it just makes me so mad like and it's like literally I think right after they say that they're falling in love with each other which is another scene I love Right. So, right. I, I I just think that is like I I want to give Emerald Fennel credit as the writer, but I just am not sure any writer would be so confident to say, okay, so he says he's falling in love with her, and then she says she's falling in love with him, and then he's so excited he says he's gonna buy her a bike. <laughs> who can sell that other than Bo Burnham? He's the only person in the entire goddamn it's world so who could make cute. that work. And it's so damn, cute. It does. It's so childlike, like watching them <laughs> fall so in love, cute. and it's like they're thirty years old. Like he's like full. They're fully grown ups. Yeah. Uh, as well as grown up as I am, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's so cute. He's so <laughs> precious and he's so adorable. And all along, it's like he has no like, I mean, even the, the scene where she so she takes off work to go to the college and talk to the dean, which I love that scene. Mostly, I think it's very important that it's mm-hmm. in there because otherwise this movie would just be like very quickly labeled as like the anti guy movie uh right but it's also with Allison Brie like it's like this it's like you know we live in a world where it's you know yeah yeah we live in a society um (laughs) yeah that's fine um but so she blows or she takes off work and then she's late for plans that she has with Bo that she forgot or with Ryan is what his name is uh, and then he like confronts her, picks her up, tries like to talk to her at her house and she kind of gets caught in the lie. And then she's like, no, I'm really tired. 
can we just like hang out another day rain check whatever and then she's stumbling out of the bar with sam richardson's character who is wearing a dreadful fedora um which oh my gosh and it's so funny because in my head he is just like such a little sweetie pie because he's in he's (laughs) just yeah from veep and and so like to see him like being a douchebag very who are you the very first scene where it's him and adam brody and one other guy and they're complaining about how they can't take their clients to strip clubs anymore because like their other female coworker would feel uncomfortable and they're like maybe she should just like work harder and I'm like, fuck these guys. Like, honestly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, and so oh, Bo Burnham happens to be going to that bar, and he sees her there. And she obviously is like, she feels badly about it. She tries to go talk to him the next day. And she's like, listen, I can't really explain, but it's never going to happen again. And he somehow was like, okay, fine. And I'm like, what? Like, why? I would never be like, take her out or word that like, yeah, it's like whatever's going on is never going to happen again. But maybe that's just me. Uh, but they like just make him be right. like the best. I think, but I think it's just like. He's like a pediatric surgeon. He has, And he also like has like the long. Oh my gosh. Pediatric surgeon. He has the long term. Yeah. Like crush on her, you know. But like, it's like, it, like that's so easy to be like toxic and that's like when it started i thought it was gonna go like that he's like been obsessed with her like this is not a healthy thing but so quickly wasn't that and i mean like so charming and it's like i mean the movie is good but like those two performances when (laughs) he just has so many good lines like i need to know how much he improvises like even she goes to pick up uh she goes to (laughs) You know, try to apologize for kind of running away when he was like, oh, would you look at that? We're right at my apartment. Uh, And she like he was like, well, do you want to like go get a coffee or something? And she was like, don't you have to work? And he like pointed to a kid and was like, no, that kid, he he has terminal cancer. He's going to die. There's nothing more. And he's just like so serious about it. And she was like, wait, what? He he just like is goofing. He's just like he's a big ass goofball. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm kidding. I'm on break. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, oh, when he goes and has dinner with her parents and uh, her mom's like, wow, a doctor. Your parents must be so proud. And he was like, no, they're actually pretty disappointed. They wanted me to be a DJ. And her parents just like kind of look at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And that's also so good because like he's like also being uncomfortable about like meeting her parents clearly, you know. He's like, no, I'm sorry. He keeps being like, (laughs) you know, this sauce is really good. uh, He's just going back to like, yeah, the sauce is nice. Good job with the sauce. Oh, (laughs) I love it. It's... Well, and then they, like, really do, like, it's, like, a huge switchback where it's, like, okay, you find out he was at the party. He was there cheering it on. uh, And then he, Mm -hmm. like, gets really, like, cagey and defensive about it. And, of course, it's, like, the whole, which is a running theme throughout the movie of, like, oh, well, we were just young, uh, as if that's an excuse that Mm -hmm. we should willingly accept but right but then also i do feel like we should point out that like i mean they were in med school they were in their mid-20s yeah (laughs) no (laughs) 
<laughs> you're not 16 even, which right. is still not okay, you know? But, yeah. But, yeah. I just... <sighs> yeah. But, yeah. And then... I mean, I, I don't I don't know if we want to just like go through the whole movie, but you know, she was goes back on her uh, vindictive, uh, you know, spree. Well, and it's like which she is, was ready to. I mean, just like when she's driving, she was up ready to, the to party, leave like that behind, and because she to let it go. With her friend's mom, mm-hmm. played by Molly Shannon. I mean, stacked cast. The mom was like, "You just can't do this anymore." Stack cast. I was gonna say we haven't even said Christopher oh Mintz Plus. He's a he's an early question for asshole. you. I had this discussion with a friend the other day. Uh, who of the super bad oh cast plays a better cokehead? Michael Sarah in This Is the End, or Christopher Mintz Plus in this? <laughs> or Christopher Mintz Plus? I'm in this. Team Michael Sarah. This is the end. Oh. Just because I'm also Team Michael Sarah because that was just so jarring and it funny. Is. I think you know what? I don't know. I've just seen this yeah. at the end too many times. Um, <laughs> um, it's close though. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. both of their stylings. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, she was ready to let it go, and then Madison comes to her with like, she's like, "Oh yeah, I keep all of my old phones." Which I'm like, "Well, this is a really convenient thing, just from a narrative perspective. It's not like, oh, this vid." You know what I. W- I will say, in the Spell family house, if you open a drawer, you can find a fucking drawer <laughs> phone. So it's not I'm crazy. Like, why wouldn't you be like, oh, it like showed up on like my Time Hop app, or I guess then that would just be coincidental that it was like the same day. I don't know, or like on Google Cloud, whatever. Yeah. Um, but she was ready to let it go, and then she gets this video, and we, I mean, we don't even we don't get to see the video. You don't need to see the video. You know right away what she's going to find in that video, and then we hear his voice, and I'm like, oh yep. my god. And she confronts him at the hospital, and she's yeah. like, you know, I wanted things to be different, and he was just like, oh, what are you talking about, you? And then she plays the video, and then he's quickly yeah. like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to watch this. And she was like, but why? you were willing to watch it in person five years ago um and then cut to she is going back on her big plan and she gets the address for al's bachelor party and dresses up as a nurse with a rainbow wig she walks up to the house Yes, (laughs) to like an orchestra. Um, Oh, so good, so good. I would kill for a a, um, promising young woman Peloton ride. Oh, my gosh. We truly deserve it. it. Okay. I'll send an email. Um, But, yeah, and so then she she, uh, is just – God. This movie, I think my review on – on letterbox is just like men are just dot 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 because it's like it's so exhausting for you even to think of the right word but it's like they're like oh strippers here like they get all excited and she's like uh (laughs) we like will you come upstairs with me he's like oh no I, i love my fiance too much and she's like well i don't get paid if i don't go upstairs which i'm thinking like how the heck could like the company audit that whatever um but they go upstairs 
And as they're walking up, like all of the guys are chanting. They're like, oh, she better not eat. She better be crawling out in the morning. Like she better not be able to walk tomorrow. And I'm just like, why are people like this? This is a stranger who's not going to fuck him. Yes. The other thing, the other thing that drove me insane about this scene is, and I feel like, like it comes up a lot when people are having discussions about like consent is like people will be like well like uh-huh. the girl was asking for it for xyz reason obviously bullshit but it comes up a lot and i'm like these men who none of you none of them admit to of ordering a stripper let this woman into their house let's her feed them mm-hmm. her booze <laughs> and then let's her tie them up on the bed i'm like and she still comes out dead in there and yep. they're all going on with their lives. Like, yeah. The fuck so off. she ties him up and then she says that her name is Nina. Uh, and I forget the last name, but the mm-hmm. name of her best friend who passed away uh, and who was raped by this guy. And he was like, wow, this is a sick joke, even for Dave. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Like, how you already like. <laughs> How is how, yeah. how can you think this um, is a joke? And so she is going to I I kind of assumed like maybe etch in Nina's name or like give him like a tattoo because it's like a a thing earlier where it's like he got his fiance's name tattooed on his body as like a way to propose, which I'm like Yes. And I, 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 my understanding was she was going to like scar him with Nina's name, but I will say we never like, they never really say explicitly like what she does. Like at the beginning, she is like kind of entrapping these men by pretending to be drunk. And then when they don't, uh, you know, when, when they, uh, inevitably start doing something without consent, she will, you know, snap out of it and then somehow yeah. punish them i mean i don't it's really not know really because clear. in that first scene with adam brody it just stops with her being like hey what are you doing and then it cuts yeah. to like oh it's raining men and it's like the title sequence uh or yeah. it's raining men and then yeah. she's walking down the street and she's not wearing she's wearing her outfit from the night before she's holding up her shoes it looks very much like a um walk of shame and she's eating a jelly donut and it has like red jelly and it's like dripping down her arm and i kind of assumed that at first when i saw the jelly that was dripping down her arm that maybe that was blood and that she was like somehow like maybe killing these guys or i don't know that's i thought she was killing them richardson's character was like but you're that guy that dave brought home or whatever the fuck jerry his name was Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so I, <laughs> Jerry, no. so not a Jerry. <laughs> he is a Dave, yeah. Dave Rogowski. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but I, but I also think it just would have been like a totally different movie if she was yeah. like out here murdering. Well, because then guys, it would be like, you know? but I did kind of think that's what it was. Yeah, I assume that's beginning. what it was. But then it's also like, okay, well, what are the greater evils here? I I don't think the discussion should be like. Yeah, well, they're raping. They're trying to sexually assault her, but she's murdering them, you know. It's not really the conversation I want to have coming out of this movie. I want it to be like, hey, don't be an asshole. No, no, no. And it's, I mean, I I think it, like, comes down to when she 
is, I think it's when she's talking to Chris Lowell, and he's like, it's every guy's nightmare to be accused of this. And she's like, can you guess what every girl's yeah. nightmare is? Like, it's just... Oh, gosh. Chris Lowell's so insufferable. Max Greenfield. Oh, my God. Max oh, Greenfield. Uh, well, and so Chris Lowell, he ends up... I forget exactly how, but he... They, like, start... How does he, like, get... I guess with... Oh, could he break? I think he could break. He was able to break free with one of his handcuffs, and he smothered her with a pillow. Yep, he broke free and killed her. And then the next morning, Mm -hmm. Max Greenfield comes up Mm -hmm. and was like, "Is that the stripper from last night?" And he's like, "Yeah, man!" And like cheering him on, like, "Good job! You must have fucked her real good that she's still sleeping, or however men speak." You know how men talk. Uh, and Chris Lowell <laughs> no just idea. looks like so shocked and so afraid. And he tells him he murdered her. And Max Greenfield, being the very dutiful best man, is like, it's okay. We'll take care of it. It's no big deal. Uh, and they end up like burning her body, uh, which is lovely and, you know, pretty mm-hmm. par for the course of men treating women with zero respect. Uh, and they attempt to go on with their life. And then. Cassie and Nina have the last word and she orchestrated yeah I mean that's all along yeah she orchestrated (laughs) all along uh she reached out to the lawyer who wanted to make amends and was like if I go missing go to this place at this time and it was Al's wedding which our boy Ryan aka Mm -hmm. Bo Burnham was sadly at um and they're arrested i think it's so funny because it's like they show al and i think they say like his now wife is a bikini like an instagram model and they're like fully like taking wedding photos and you hear sirens like approaching and she's like just pay like just take and she's like trying to get him (laughs) to pay attention to take pictures and whatnot it's like she's clearly no clue it's like he's about to be arrested yeah. for murder. <laughs> like, um, and I, I think some people I've seen complaints of this of this specific part saying like, oh well, it like wraps up too cleanly. But I do think if you were like going off to if she knew that she was going off to a house in the woods full of men who have done you know terrible violent things in the past she would have Mm -hmm. a contingency plan in place i understand like the the text the pre-scheduled text to ryan like i mean that's very cinematic and dramatic and you know i liked it but i also think everyone's like well this just wrapped up so cleanly and i was like i mean two women are dead (laughs) like it's not like happily ever after like this is kind of a mess i I mean obviously i definitely didn't want her to die because the whole movie i was like wow a hero i i love this woman i love everything about her yeah Uh, she's my queen i will bow at her feet i love her um but i didn't have any complaints on the ending i thought it was kind of fun uh, and it fit with the movie and that it was like very stylized and it, I don't know, it just like it, it felt right to me. So, yeah, I don't know. I loved it. And I think that much like other movies we've talked about in the movies, I think that we, especially the two of us that we really like are ones that are fun 
They have good soundtrack. They're pretty. Mm -hmm. They're aesthetically pleasing and whatnot. But they also have a bigger message. And I think that that's this one. And I am really excited about people to watch it and for people to realize that, like, we really can't be using these excuses that – we've been letting people use for years and years and years and this like boys will be boys bullshit or like oh I mean it's like he said she said I mean I just like love that and you you mentioned a minute ago where he uh he's like being accused is every man's worst nightmare it's like well how do you think it feels like on the from the other side so (laughs) yeah when that actually happened I mean I feel (laughs) like I don't know the statistics of it but I'm sure the percentage of women who have been assaulted is insanely high. And so I just, I think that it's great that we have this movie that can hopefully make people think a little bit more about their behavior. And also again, what excuses Uh, we will let people get away with using. Because that's why I really like the Connie Britton uh, scene. Because it's like, it's just like such fucking bullshit where she's like, oh yeah, Al Monroe, he comes and like, they're still like celebrating him, even though like there have been accusations. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yep. But yeah. Um, it's the system, I know. man. But I I loved it. I thought it was so fun. <sighs> also, Bo Burnham is six five. It is fun. He's so tall. Yeah. I even I even love that he's scene so about or when they're like walking and he's talking about like how he can't date anyone who's too short because it'll look like he doesn't want it to look like he's on a date with his daughter. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just want I need to know how yeah. much. I wish we had a press tour. I mean, I guess we could probably look at like Sundance video like inter- cast interviews from last year. Oh, no, we deserved a press tour for this. I forget what really article I was reading the other day and he was talking about how like it wasn't that hard to act like he, his character was falling in love with Carrie Mulligan because he was like so desperately trying to like gain her approval, the entire shoot. <laughs> I mean, come on! Oh. What do you want me to say? Yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> it's just it's so fun. It's so great. Do you have a favorite scene besides the stars are blind one? Um. It's so hard <laughs> because for me, I mean, Stars Are Blind is like the peak. Um, I mean, I like the early coffee. Oh, shop when she spat in his too. coffee. I like all the boat when she and spits he, like, in his coffee. He, just, he yeah. looks at her dead in the I, eyes and takes I a sip out of it. I mean, erotic. That is erotic. <laughs> erotic. Honestly, erotic. Yeah. Oh, oh God. God. I know, but I thought Alison Brie was good in it as well. Alison Brie is good. That is a funny scene in the way that, like, she's so specific to a different type of person, yeah. you know. And then I also really liked, like, that, like, when she comes back, like, she like this has also mm-hmm. haunted her now because basically we do know what happened, what she had done to her, like. Carrie Mulligan framed like she had gotten really drunk and Carrie Mulligan like set her up in a hotel room that made it look like something had happened Mm -hmm. with a man when it had not um but like it's like now that it's like personal for her it's like she's like 
so obsessed that she's like, I'm going to go find this fucking phone that has the video. I can give it to Gary Mulligan. That'll like exercise my personal demons and then like truly leave me alone forever bitch i am moving on with my life you know like i was like this yeah. is very believable to me i just thought that her character was just so perfect her like it just like the little things where she shows up and it's like oh how are you doing she's like it's, i'm good i have twins do you have kids oh it's okay you'll like have them soon no like do you want we have Maybe you don't want to yeah. have kids. Maybe I shouldn't, like, pr- project what no. I value in no. my life on you. <laughs> I mean, no. it's just. <laughs> right. It's so Ugh. funny. But, yeah, she's good. I mean, I think everyone's really good in it. No complaints. Yeah, I think it's, I think a, good it's a good movie. I think I gave it, like, four or four and a half stars. I think I went four and a half just stars because, like, I, I've just been so desperate for things to love. God. Stars are blind. I'm blind. And stars I like are blind fully and think that that song's gonna be the song and... of my year. Calling it now, January seventeenth. There's no way it's not high. There's no way it's not on my 2021 wrapped like high already. The other day I took a three stars. Yeah, blind no, shower. I I was cleaning <laughs> yesterday and I was like singing along and cleaning and dancing and I mean great soundtrack. I can't wait to really get it on vinyl. Do you have any other thoughts about the movie? (laughs) Besides that you love Bo Burnham? No. I do love Bo Burnham. I know. I'm going to hang up and watch his stand-up again. Um, But I do have a recommendation. And it's directly (gasps) for you. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. You you should watch Bridgerton. (laughs) What a unique recommendation. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't really... Don't you want to be a part of the cultural conversation? I, uh, my recommendation is that if you love The Real Housewives of New York, you should rewatch season eight because it is truly wild. <laughs> and that's why I'm not watching no, has been Bridgerton. Loving because I'm Roni. rewatching Real Housewives. I understand. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know what? And take your time oh, and perfect. it's all okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Anything else? Of course. Yeah. I'm good. You're going to go watch the Stars Are Blind Club? So I'll probably start with the Stars Are Blind Club. (laughs) And then maybe, maybe Coffee Shop Flirtation. And then maybe Bo Burnham Stand Up. Uh? We don't work tomorrow. I could be up all night watching (laughs) Should I watch eighth grade just for like to complete the trifecta? Oh, God. I I could not handle that right now. Ugh. Remember when? Just. Remember when he was like writing a movie and he was like, I just have such like profound anxiety and I started writing this movie and then it just kind of manifested in this eighth grader and he just was like, this is just like my autobiography. This is like how my I feel on a daily basis. And he just was like, yeah, it's a, a little eighth grader. It's, it's a flex. I can't. We can't. We can't it's okay, I guess this. if you want my thoughts on eighth grade, then you can go back and listen to the episode. Oh my god, when she throws the banana at the dad. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, didn't. That's, uh, is there is there a moment in cinema I think about more than when, when she threw the banana? Like, I didn't think you liked bananas, and she was like, "Yes, I do." And he was like, "I wrote a note about it on my phone." You like, <laughs> I put a note in my phone. It's so sweet. Oh, I love God. It. Okay. My heart breaks. No. All right. Anything else? 
<laughs> no. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.